Blog Talk Radio. Everybody in our little blog talk world, it's Nate from Wide Men Can't Jump. We are coming at you live on Blog Talk Radio for another little, I guess you, what would you call it? Tim Dombrova's with me from, uh, oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Much better than the Fergie rendition, but would you call this a uh, a practice show, Tim? Uh, well, I think it's probably still, we're still working out the kinks a little bit, but. So, so basically we're, uh. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. So we're talking about practice. Yeah, I think this is still practice. Okay. One thing's for sure, though, Tim, this show, if anybody listens to it, they know one thing, and they, they always say it when we're done. Ain't I great? <laughs> Shit, I thought you were going to hit us with something different there for a minute. <laughs> you know why you think that way, Tim? I'm a man! I'm 40! <laughs> so, that's why you think that way. Oh, Nate Bush, king of the sound bites, ladies and gentlemen. I really am. You have no idea how many sound bites I have. <laughs> I have more well, sound bites than you can imagine. I love it. Bring him on. Conspicuous by his absence is DR. I was going to say, <laughs> where, in. Where is our, where's our Philadelphia freedom at? We we don't know. We don't know. Oh, I, I tried to get a hold of him, but I haven't heard from him yet. Well, he's on, he's on Messenger, he's, or at least he's green he might be, on he Messenger. Might be, he might be driving or something. He may be a little late to the it's party possible. tonight, but... It's okay. Oh, well, that okay. gives us time to get on. Well, gives, uh, gives us time to talk a little bit about the Olympics. Oh, sir, that's a sore spot. Is it? Well, well I'll actually, you, you know, in all honesty, Canada just won two medals in the same event and some some skiing thing. So we're we're feeling a little better about ourselves now. Yeah, and uh, you ha- you won the silver in one of the uh, speed skating, if I'm not mistaken, too. So you came well, out actually, good. Uh, Rumor, you know, believe it or not, we are actually second in the medal count. We're actually yeah. ahead of, of the United States, which is insane. I don't think that's ever happened before. Well, when it comes to men's hockey, when it comes to men's hockey, we're down. Um, um, and we were a little disappointing in a couple of spots. Yes, but uh, Canada is we we have no easy task there either. When we don't when we don't send the pros. Yeah, that's that's, open, it we, we could easily lose that. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see us lose. I mean, I'd be happy if we win, but I can't. Yeah, no, it wouldn't be a shock. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, it wouldn't be shocking at all. However, when it comes to curling, curling, sweep, 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 curling, and uh, Very hard. Women's, women's hockey, all I have to say is this. America, fuck yeah. That's right. Uh, oh well, That's well deserved. Right. I, I I watched part of the hockey game again today when I got home. 
And yeah. I have to say that uh, as much as it pained me for us to lose, full marks to uh, the American women in their victory, and that's all you can really well, be I mean, honest with. That's all you can really hope it for. It was a shootout. You know, it yeah. was a shootout. So it could have went. It could have went either way. I mean, it wasn't like it was the NBA uh, finals and the ball was in. You know, the, the Sixers down by two, four seconds left. And they inbound it to Markel Fulton. He's got to try to shoot a three from half <laughs> Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz. Old noodle arm, as we call him. Uh, like it, it's sad. It's just sad. <laughs> it really is. I read. I read some more stuff today on ESPN, and just the the doctor spin that they put on all of it. It's it's utterly incredible. Oh, it really uh, is. He, like he's so healthy, he's hurt. It's, it, it doesn't yeah. even make this you know, guy. He's is so healthy, so he healthy. can't play. We got to get him like a plus 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 healthy, or he can't play. Yeah, it's uh, I still think it's a big smoke show diversion. Somebody paid uh, maybe another millionaire billionaire owner in the NBA paid. Uh, Joshua Harris to you know draft this guy, maybe he's you know somebody's somebody's son needed a summer job or something. I don't know. Yeah, apparently, or maybe I don't know what. No sense. I don't know who Fultz paid to get drafted, but uh, he definitely is not a guy. Somebody needs that, to look into that. Like, what what does Markel Fultz? What do his parents do for a living? Yeah, like they've like, got to be they, some sort are of they CIA agents, maybe or <laughs> maybe, maybe they're the NSA ones or something. Maybe they're the ones that rigged the election. Like, who knows? Yeah, Could be. Russian spies. <laughs> Russian spies. Those Russian collusionists, I tell you. Sure. <laughs> it, uh, all, it, it all comes back. It all comes back to that. Well, you know, yeah. all the power to him. He somehow managed to, you know, he, he's pulling down, I believe it's six and a half mil or something like that. Uh, you know, you, 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 it's pretty hard to feel sorry for the guy. I mean, I mean, how could you making six million dollars a year? No, not playing. He's young, got yeah. And I, I'm yeah. going to assume I don't know how uh, our NBA contracts guaranteed. Uh, there's so much guaranteed. Or do they? Or at the very least, they'd have to buy him out and pay him some. Oh portion yeah, of yeah. That yeah. If you want to cut okay, somebody, so you got to buy him out. So at the very least, he he's looking at at least another two years of pay. Easily, even if he never sees no. The actually, court. no. I take that back. Rookie contracts are five years. He's got a five year at that money. Good lord! He's looking at he's getting. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'll do a little digging here. Let's find Mister Fultz's America, contract. America, God, America! What a wonderful place. America, fuck yeah! Oh, beautiful. And don't you, you know, forget we, we 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 signed you up to do a job that you can't do. Here's your money. <laughs> yes, that is America. No, nowhere else in the well. I shouldn't say nowhere else in the world, but man, can you imagine for like what you do for a living? If you 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 phone the radio station, let's say, and I can no longer speak. Okay. All right. Here's Markel <laughs> Fultz. Here's here's Markel Fultz. Is here's his contract. All right, he is guaranteed to make seven million dollars this season. 
Guaranteed. Seven million guaranteed. Next season he is guaranteed. Guaranteed to make eight million, eight point three million dollars next season. And he hasn't played but maybe two games. You know what? Like, let me do that. I could live on what what is it? I could live on fifteen million dollars. I could live on that the rest of my life. If you took the seven million dollars from one season, there's a good chance that that is probably more money than you're ever going to make in your entire life. Yeah, yeah. And then here's the thing: here's how the contract works. He makes seven million dollars this year. Next year, he'll make eight point three million. Then he has. Then there's two team options. The team option for the 2019 season is nine point seven million. The year after that, the team option is twelve point two. So after two years, they can cut him if they want. And then he has a, then his then his fifth year, he has a qualifying offer of fifteen point nine million. They so will trust the process to the bitter end. The process. They, I mean, they almost have to pay him. They really do. They, look, they have. They to. would look. Stupid. Otherwise, they've got to hang on to that, like that. There's some hope at the end of the tunnel there somewhere. But man, what a you know. That's how you know that. Uh, I don't remember where I read it, but you know they were talking about LeBron James and okay, he's rich. And they said, yeah, he's the, rich, but the guy who's actually wealthy is the guy who owns the team. Somebody, I mean, Joshua Harris has enough money that he's quite willing to pay a guy millions of dollars to do nothing. Yeah, he really is. Like it's kind of sad. Like I can't mean, believe. Meanwhile, I can't believe. and to throw in some local, local uh, West Virginia flavor into the into the podcast. Oh, meanwhile, my. you have a state where where teachers can't get paid. Yeah, yeah, we do, and that's you know, just, without getting into the whole all the politics involved in the that spiel, but you know, know, the whole spiel. Mean, mean, meanwhile, there's an NBA NBA player who can't do his job getting paid seven million dollars. And nobody doesn't seem to bother anybody a bit. No, it, it doesn't bother him at all. Well, I wonder, uh, I wonder I if, it, if it does bother him. Wouldn't bother if he me. Is actually, <laughs> but would it? Like, I would like to think that your competitiveness would kick in at some point, and you'd like, you know, I'd like to show these people that I actually can play. Yeah. Unless it's an entire smoke. Suppose, but it wasn't. I mean, he wasn't great in college, but he wasn't horrible. No, he wasn't bad. He could, he could shoot a jump shot, which he seems yeah. to have forgotten how to do. I don't know. I wonder how much money he'll get paid when his jumping jack clause kicks in. <laughs> well, uh, he can't put his hands. When he up, masters so that, when he masters that feat, he gets another million a year. I did hear you tried to ask a question, but he just couldn't do it. Thank you, thank you for that delayed reaction. Wow. <laughs> Nate Bush, ladies and gentlemen. King. Yes, thank you. King of the sound bites, not the one-liners. No, no, no. But one thing I am. Hey, you got a badass. Breaking here. news. Breaking news. This just is. What's that? Tom Robinson still missing in action. He is. He is still missing. I'm, I don't know where he is, but when he shows up, we will. I'm gonna guess you got a badass over here. He's, he's at work. I'm going to go that Tom is busy living the, the American dream. Working that eight-hour day uh, to pay his bills and stood us up. 
No, I I talked to him earlier. He said he was going to be on. Okay, fuck, I was trying to cover for him. Asshole. Well, don't try and cover for him. I talked to him. He's, yeah, I'll be on. Oh, oh, was it shit on TR night? It is Thursday. Uh, I, I don't know. It is Thursday. You're right. It is Thursday. But no, nah, I, I think he got. I think he might have had to run out for a little bit. Uh, he should fun. be back in. Like I believe Somewhere he said something about he, he might have had to pick somebody up or something. So he is furiously dialing uh, the wrong number. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> I don't know. I wish you right, man. right now, Tom is, Tom is st- telling an NBA story to a non-excited crowd on a different podcast. And Tom calls in. It's a it's a pro process podcast. It's, a, it's the, the Joel Embiid hour. <laughs> There's another thing. Just a faucet. Oh, beautiful. Why is his name Thanks. not Joel? Ah, uh, you know Why what? I don't. Joel. Does that <laughs> mean really that the is. other guy's name is actually Baen Simmons? Baen? Baen Mar- Simmons. Markel? Markelly, Markelly folks. Markelly, Markelly. I don't know. It, it just bothers me. I know that's kind of a, a cultural thing, but Markelly, he's trapped in the closet. <laughs> Joel's not going to come out of the closet. It's nice he's in not here. Coming out of the closet. <laughs> I tell you what, Tim. For the eight people that that'll stumble onto this on Blog Talk randomly searching, I hope they're enjoying this. Seven so of them are going. What in the hell? Nah, and one of them's and going. One, and one or two of them are going. These guys are geniuses. These guys are brilliant. You can tell They're they brilliant. are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they and truly 110% original comedy. If you only saw how many sound bites I have over here. <laughs> You you saved the one that I thought you were going to play at the beginning. You saved that for the arrival of Mr. Robinson. Oh, you know it. Because when he gets here, I will say, oh, Tom, you're you're here. I'm so glad we... And then you can hit (laughs) trust the process. Of course. Of course I can. But we got to figure out a a way... I've got a few uh, other ones. i got a few other ones, too. we got to figure out a way to get somebody... uh, To get that sound bite, but somebody else's voice. Oh, I'll get to work on it. I don't care if I got to go to a school. Especially if we get somebody that Tom actually likes, where he can't poo-poo the whole thing. (laughs) You know, like now he just, screw that, the process, screw it. But if it was actually somebody he liked and he was forced to enjoy it, like if we knew who was, if we knew his female, we could get her to do it. Yeah, that would be interesting to hear. You know, oh, Thomas. Trust the process. <laughs> you'd, hear the, you'd hear the phone drop and <laughs> talk about going from midnight. Thomas to is six. busy indulging in the process. Poor <laughs> 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 Thomas. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Yeah, no, and, and not to and anybody out there who might be listening, let's not get this wrong either. We love Tom. Oh, absolutely. Love him. I mean, this is, none of this is, uh, yeah, it's 100% uh, work. Yeah. Yeah, 100% work. Well, okay, maybe I'm not about, 100%. I'm about to see. 
I'm wondering where he's at here. Maybe he is he is bemoaning the fact that the uh the I don't know, actually they pulled back ahead. Uh, the Sixers back on top? The Sixers are back at three points. Uh but we're still only we're just late in the third quarter, so there's still room oh, okay. there for still room there for change. Oh absolutely. Great. Uh although uh, Joel Embiid did twenty seven points. Not a bad night. And Simmons, uh, Simmons, twenty-three points, eleven assists, five rebounds. Nothing wrong with that. What? With a quarter to go, he he may see he may see triple double there at, at that rate, perhaps. And of course, your team is inactive. Yeah, they're they're not on tonight because uh, of, because the seventy-two day break for the All Star game wasn't quite long enough for some of the teams. Well, they they did play on the Thursday before the break. They were the last game to go to break. Everybody else was done the day before. What in the world is that racket? Oh, my cat Chewy has decided to go in the box. And she's playing Chewy in the box. Has, Chewy has decided to make the the castle run. Yes, she has dived in ah. the box. That that did not go past you. Wonderful. It, <laughs> she's dived in the that box. That was not Phil Kessel. That was not Phil Kessel from the Penguins, and you know, I was not a hockey joke. Okay. In uh, what was that? In uh, I don't remember the number, but in so many parsecs, I believe. Oh, now that went really nerdy. Uh, let's go to the scoreboard. Hornets over the Nets, one eleven to ninety six. Listen, that's just Canadian stat, man. (laughs) Well, we're good at it. Uh, Knicks one twenty one thirteen over the Magic. No real surprise there either. The Knicks over the Magic? That kind of is. What? Porzingis is out. Magic have only won eighteen games this year. Yeah, Porzingis. Although that was at home. The Knicks have nobody. Well, they uh, they they put up a, a victory nonetheless. Uh, the Wizards win, and the Cavaliers tied at seventy-five. That's the one I want to I want to see the result. I would love to for anyone who hasn't figured it out yet. Well, I guess you wouldn't figure it out because I haven't really been on the show much. Uh, LeBron James and I. Well, if we knew each yes. other, we would not uh, we would not be pals. I'd be friends fan. with him if he gave me money. If he gave me money, I'd be friends with him. Not a fan. I will. I will readily admit his skill and that he's a good basketball player, but he's not as good as LeBron would like to think LeBron is, and his well, treatment of the system and his teams he's played for, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not a fan. You know, I made the argument of uh, he. He holds teams hostage, and that's that's always been my big argument oh, with him. Oh, I, I believe so. Because he, he comes in, it's like, okay, give me a contract one year, and then I'll have a uh, player option the second year. And he normally opts out so he can get more money. And he holds the team hostage that whole time. Um, so. uh, am I led to believe here that we can expect Mr. Robinson shortly? Uh, anytime, I assume. He, he, he got the yeah, phone I'm number off of me. When when he gets on, you you can you can control whether he can speak when he first gets on. Pretty much, yeah. But can he hear? Uh, now that I'm not sure on. I can put him live, hmm. so he'll be able to hear. 
Get out of here, damn cat. I want to give him. I want to give him a like the college basketball introduction. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I'll, I'll leave that. He should be here any minute. I gave him the number. From, from Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania. Center. <laughs> he was a guard. Uh oh. Here we go. Was he a guard? Here we go. Yeah, he was a guard. All right. Okay. Here we go. Coming live. Right, is that my is that my cue to go? Not yet. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, from Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, starting at guard at a 6-2 and a svelte 260, it's Thomas Robinson. Yay. Just a pause, it. Boo. <laughs> oh, my. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that fell like a... Farting church, as Jim Cornette would say. You got a badass uh, over here. What the hell? Where was that from? Thomas, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> hey, guys. Great to be on your show. Thanks for well, coming on. First time, long time. Are you a first I've time heard that, caller? I've heard Thomas? that before. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm here. I'm finally long here. Long time listener, first time caller? How long have you guys been on? Uh, about 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah, about 20. About 20 minutes. Oh. You know what they say? Oh, people know. Go ahead. You know you're running behind. I know. You can't help it. It's not your fault. I'm a man. I'm 40. I wish. <laughs> that was my response to that clip was 40. I'll take that. <laughs> Fucking right. Jump all over forty. I mean, it, no, I, 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 I thought I had. I thought not I had game, Not a game. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having way too much fun with these sound bites. I have so many sound Nate, bites Nate now. Nate is very, very excited about the sound bite capabilities. That's pretty cool. Um, good work. I got a few. I got a few here. I got. Uh, I got. Of course, you know, we, we got our old favorite. Just a faucet. That's our old favorite. And uh, I got this one. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Yeah. It seems and pretty then, easy I, to, be, to get done, huh? Well, I got you this one, too. Ain't I, great? <laughs> I actually didn't double, hear that part. Little Double J love. Ain't I great? Oh, okay. Yeah. Should have went, uh, went with a few seconds of, uh, I can't wait to be alive. I was trying. My baby tonight. I tried. It wouldn't WWE let me do got it. that all sorted up. I couldn't get it. I tried so hard to get it, but it wouldn't let me. But, you know. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's. <laughs> Well, don't, so Tom, don't shoot, your load, don't shoot your load now. Yeah, he's addicted. Hey, Tom. Oh, and, did you have uh, the... uh, update? Update news. Oh, update. Uh, the score is uh, six seventy sixers uh, ninety three Bulls uh, ninety three. <laughs> Playing down hey. to their competition. I can't watch hey. it, by the way. Tr. Yes. Did you see last night the USA won the uh, gold medal in women's hockey? Beating Canada, yep. and then today, 
and then today beat them to go to the gold medal game in curling? Did you see that? I actually didn't see the curling, uh, but I did did see the hockey. Um, well, all every we can say dog about, has its day. All we can say is. America, fuck yeah! That's right. <sighs> I uh, I thought I had some uh, domestic duties, and uh, I uh, turned out not to have those responsibilities. So here I am, a little bit late. You're fine. You're fine. We're glad you could come on. Indeed. Yeah, I, 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 I'm angry because uh, RCN, my alternative to Comcast, uh, which I guess to steal from Jerry Lawler would be would stand for a really crappy network. Has, Heyo. Uh, Tim will be happy about this. Has the fucking flyers on the A station of, uh, <laughs> of Philly sport, like when they have. Games at the same day, same time, they opt to choose the, to play the Flyers on the, on the A, well, A channel. Admittedly to the Flyers, they have been doing extremely well lately, so maybe that's uh, basically a – well, I, you'd know better than me. Is that strictly a ratings No, no, this thing is or <laughs> It's this the uh, we want to pick TR off as much as we can. This has been all year, probably started sometime around uh, – the tanking Sixers. Thanks again, okay, Josh that, Harrison. Thank you, Hinky, whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> but so, so then I, I go out there now because the Flyers game is over. <laughs> oh, Flyers, Flyers post game. That's all we well, need more have Flyers. I mean, they did now. win, so that's something. Uh, I know you're not much fuck. for the hockey, but still, I'll watch them in the playoffs, but. uh Playoff. No, they're gonna they're gonna get there. Yeah, they're gonna get there this year. So you say? Did you say playoffs? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about there playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope there we can win a game. Smooth as silk. Yeah, smooth as silk. It only took me uh, ten minutes smooth later. Smooth as silk. Nate Bush, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just learning how to do Look this producer thing. Okay, I'm usually Look just talent. With an assist to Tom Robinson. Actually, we need to give an assist to Josh Brown, who showed me how to do all this. He uh, he taught well, me everything well, I know. Everything? I would hire him as I would well, almost everything. Mm-hmm. Everything in technology, yes. Uh, okay, fair enough. So I'm still hold on. He has the, something uh, to Cleveland say. Cleveland and Washington. Oh, well, he's trying to talk to me. Never mind. Okay, we're stuck with Cleveland and Washington here uh, in in my residence. That one's what? Is that even up right now? Yeah, well, Washington just had a free throw, but yeah, pretty much, 83-82. Close enough. Oh, and the Sixers and the Bulls are having a scoring festival. That's 100-100 now. Defense? What's defense? (laughs) Well, let's see here. Let me check the old box score quick. Mr. Embiid, a good friend of the show, has put up a 30 spot so far. 30 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Mr. Simmons, uh, 25, 11, and 5 for the game so far. You know the NBA is a lot like wrestling and they work their heights? 
Is that they worked very hard. Totals? Yeah, as as in Andre the Giant was a legit like six ten, six ten and a half, and they oh, built okay. him Fair as enough. seven seven foot five. Right. Well, and beat on he was uh, about NBA seven Network. Two. Who? Andre, he was about seven two. Nice six ten and a half. Um, there's no way. Yeah, there I bow is. to the experts. I bow to the expertise of Tom Robinson, who's been in the room with him. So. Well, I'll give you that. You were in the room with him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go I with mean, Tom with, on that one. With his afro, he might have cleared seven. Well, I mean, you count the afro; he's about seven two at least. Yeah, but uh, that that noted, uh, Embiid was interviewed on that interview show on the NBA Network, and they were talking to him about something. Chris Webber, one of them, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm about six eleven." And they always say he's seven two, and when he stands, and, uh, you know. Did Weber call time out? Yeah, <laughs> that was the first. And, uh, I don't and know. ESPN if I ever has him. They have him listed at seven feet. Well, yeah, I mean the they stories. were. So I mean, uh, you know, right. Allen Iverson always, you know, admitted after the fact that he was under six foot, and they had him anywhere from six no. to six one. Hockey players et do it too. Et the, the weight and the height is always inflated because it looks a little better on the on the page. McConnell goes by six two and he's only six foot, et cetera. It's just uh, well, so they're men and they lie about their heights and their penis sizes. Yeah, I guess uh, you know because that's I've what never, they claim. I've never seen a seven footer in a porno though, so. No, but I mean they claim that that's a thing that all men do. That they no man on the on the face of the earth really knows what six inches looks like. Uh, it looks like about the size of a ladybug, right? Well, some of us uh, ain't six eight over and there, there in West. Virginia. And there we go. Eight oh, God. <laughs> I do that just to get a rise out of TR. After Tom, all the you and I are going to have to get together and declare a uh, fucking soundbite-free zone. After after all the crap I talked about Jeff Jarrett, that I would get a soundbite of Jeff Jarrett. Well, yeah. The trouble is it's He's not a particularly family. good one. Well, I couldn't I get it with my baby oh, tonight, oh. and the dude never had a catchphrase that caught on. Give me a break, okay? Slap nuts. Yeah. Slap nuts? Flatnuts yeah, was over as shit. I remember that. Over, it was over you in 2000 like WCW, so eight people liked it. Uh, yeah, it happened. That, that happened in the uh, 90s. Uh, I hear no Tom argument born, from the before uh, Nate was born. That's the thing. Nate was like three years old. How does he know? Yeah, he old? doesn't. He doesn't remember the real good wrestling. I watched WCW in 2000. I said real good wrestling. I watched WCW growing up. I watched WWE growing up. I went to my first wrestling match at six months old. Six months. Jesus yeah. Christ. You beat, you beat my, me. Uh, my sister was, uh, oh, sorry. Mom says four months old. Excuse me. My mom just raised her hand and said four months old. My sister was a mark for the Ultimate Warrior. And they took me to a house show in uh, Charleston, West Virginia. and Or Huntington, excuse me, if she corrects me. Uh, the Huntington West. I don't remember. I was four months old. This but. this speaks volumes for the parenting in West Virginia. 
four-month-old at WWF cards. Hey, wow. you know what? I think I turned out okay, Dombrova. Or maybe that was a. Maybe that are was. You like still, the, are you still crying about the 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 hockey team? You still crying about that? Hillbilly family reunion. No, I'm over Nate was le- Nate, uh, Nate was left on a nacho stand for like three matches till they remembered. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something. Oh, that good thing, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Robinson, beautiful. <laughs> I'll give you that. That that well, sounds like something that could well happen. Done, sir. You got to remember, you're talking uh, to West, you're talking to West Virginia here. We're the state that popularized deep fried Oreos, and we also came up with the deep fried uh, nutter butter. You're not. Uh, oh, I've no, been there. Name escapes me. You're not David Spade in that movie where he was. Binge Warmers. What was that movie called? No. No dirt. He's, Joe Dirt, that's it, yeah. Joe Dirt. No, we're not like Joe Dirt down here. There's the next well, sound, <laughs> sound bite. My dad my went mother, out for... My mother left out my dad went to get nuts. smokes and never came back. Oh, no, they left him at the park. That's right. No, they left him at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, they left him at the Grand Canyon. Well, same day. Yeah, they left, left him at the Grand Canyon. Show. No, they didn't go to a wrestling show. They just left him. No, I said same diff. You got oh, left no, at a wrestling show. Wrestling. They brought me home. They loved me. Somebody brought, somebody brought, took you by mistake and brought you back, maybe. I would say nobody would want to keep me that long. They're required by law to keep me. <laughs> no, they got a, they got a taste of that all dressed chip bill. All dressed chip. A, I bet there's surveillance video. Of Jeff Jarrett just turning a blind eye to a to the infant Nate crying for help. <laughs> <laughs> Took a peek under the blanket. Took a peek under his blanket and said, "Slap nuts." Kept walking. Yeah. Uh, Lord Nate Bush. Tom Robinson, are you tired, sir? Yeah, I'm always tired though. But you had a long day. All right, fair enough. No, uh, my day's going to begin when I when I when I get done with our little uh, program. I'm gonna go out in, uh, oh, in Philadelphia area. There's, to, uh, take there's freaks out there. Drive. Yeah, there's freaks out there in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia surrounding yeah. areas that'll be calling. Got to pick them up. Four in the morning. Got to pick them up. Yes, got to lift them. Got to Uber. Got a Luber, man. Luber. Yes, Tom Robinson, CEO of Luber. <laughs> I have to make uh, some scratch for tomorrow night's Kid Rock concert. You know, I always wonder, oh, no, T.R., how come, how come, like, Lyft and Uber drivers, since they're already out driving anyway, why can't they also deliver pizzas while they're Ubering? You could get double the income. They can, but that's called Uber Eats. Oh, really? Oh, that's I didn't insane? Know that. I didn't know that either. I yeah, really didn't and, know uh, that. I, uh, I prefer, I, I, I got sucked into that uh, yeah, I think mindless pizza thing. I got sucked into that mindless world in the beginning because I thought, ah, that'll be more trips. And what it does is uh, your thing will go off and it'll say uh, Uber Eats meal slash whatever you can accept. And it'll say, while you're driving, it'll say, just for instance, seven minutes. So the seven minutes you're not paid for to drive to the place 
it's it's usually like Denny's or McDonald's. I don't think they have many pizza places at this point. But you drive to the place unpaid, so you waste your gas. And then it could be literally one minute away, and you get $2 maybe on your uh, towards your earnings. And they go, thank you, and they don't tip. I don't know why they don't tip, but they don't. So it's not worth hmm. it at all. It's a horrible, horrible situation. I I, every no time I see it come up, I, I orally say fuck you when it comes up to the screen. Um, okay, I'm not going to touch that. Audibly, audibly, I should say. <laughs> audibly. <laughs> do they have, uh, keeping on this topic for a moment, because you may know, do they have uh, Skip the Dishes there? What the fuck is that? It's a, a generic delivery thing where uh, restaurants and fast food places and all that, instead of you going to pick up, you just you go online and somebody will bring it right to your door. But the pay um, is, the pay is uh, it's about five it's about five bucks per trip, and then you get and you can't not tip. It's built into the process. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on just a second. Uh, I know what he's going to do. It's built into the process? That should be illegal. What? I'm not responding. I know what he's doing. I'm not doing a thing. You got your hand (laughs) on that process button. I don't have a hand on anything, sir. And for yeah. you to insinuate, we gotta go easy on Tom in the process. We busted his nuts about the process enough in the last few days. No, but but seriously, like that's the thing about gratuity. Like I think you should you should tip if you have a good driver. Or well, you have later. a like I mean, okay, we're only talking. It's only in city limits, and of course, we're not talking about Philadelphia here, where we're you know where you could drive for God knows how long to get across town. I mean, yeah. everything here is probably I don't know, ten to fifteen minutes tops. So you get the five bucks for each trip you make, and then the, um, depending on what how much money you spend, it's minimum ten percent, but uh, you can tip fifteen or twenty if you want to. So on average, yeah. you're probably making ten bucks a shot. Okay, but that's not bad when it only takes you twenty minutes. Yeah, well, I, I, if, I, if that depending depending on where they're coming from and all that sort of thing. I just wondered if they had something. So I guess that's basically what that Uber Eats is anyway, except cheaper yeah, there's there's legitimate delivery and shit like that too and uh even local pizza places will just uh kind of go off the record and, and give you 50 bucks in cash when you come in and that's kind of your shift pay and then whatever you make in tips is extra and that's kind of the deal so if you work five days a week you're guaranteed to bring home 250 well the last time then, we had uh we just had fast food from, uh, you guys have Carl's Jr. or Hardee's, whichever one it is, I guess, for you guys. Hardee's on the East Coast. Hardee's on the East Coast. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so we, regardless. And the guy there's one thing he, he mentioned. There's one thing in West Virginia we have, sir. It's fast food. This is true. The anyway, only thing we he, don't he have here, there's that, only like two uh, things we don't have here, and it's Jack in the Box and White Castle. And fucking schools, but anyway. Uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> Anyways, the guy told me he he makes on average about three hundred bucks a night in eight hours. That's believable. Which, which I, I thought I know okay, a guy. Well, that's not a bad gig. But then I thought too, by the time you pay for gas and 
you know, other things. I mean, he's making a living, but he's not he's not going to be a millionaire doing that gig, so. He probably makes more than what we make. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't, I'm not throwing snow at the job. That's true. Well, you got to remember, like, my cat makes about as much as I do, so, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Broadcasting Boy, boys does is. not bring in the money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually got a phone call. What, are you trying to tell call. me we're not going to make any money doing this? Oh no, I make more money. We make more money doing this than I do at my actual shoot job two days a week. Just about. It's close, <laughs> honestly. It's close. I made more money than I ever did with any other show, not to mention any by name. We well, never yeah. do. Well, there's only there's only one party making money on that show. Yeah. Jim Clarnett. I mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I listened to today's episode of The Experience. Yeah, wow. I did as well. Yeah, boy, wow. you're telling me. Oh, I got a very, what's, what's, I have a funny story to tell me? you. Well, uh, Jim lost his, Jim went Russo mad again today. About what? Again, yeah. School shootings? Uh, no, uh, yeah. yeah, on, on Mr. On Mr. Yeah, he went mad about that too, but then he decided to get back into the Vince Russo hate game. Yeah. What is like, that oh. about now? Because he's oh, well, Vince Vince said something and it was a bunch of bullshit, and I can't fucking let that go and screw that and fuck you and just the usual the usual rant. You you could probably start to listen to it and turn it off and probably tell me what he said for the next five minutes because it's the same old same old. Oh. Well, we just got a must have, must have needed a ratings boost or something. Well, because... we we got a uh, we actually got a tweet from uh, a listener of our show. We did our our live show last night that went out on iTunes and all that. Uh, Mr. Ed Bogus tweeted us. Uh, tweeted solid show this week. Opened up hop, giving Frank a lot of airtime. Love the All Star talk. <laughs> Felt that could have been a lot longer. First talk was a good one, and then ending with wrestling, always a big thumbs up. Nate hates X-Pac and Jarrett. <laughs> well, I've seen we've got, we got a little bit of love. We got some Twitter love the other day, too. Well, yeah, what was it, the Sodom, the Sodom and Gomorrah of podcasts, I believe it was? Yes, the Sodom and Gomorrah of podcasts. Yeah, I, 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 I believe. I admit, I, I, my memory, my memory escapes of the, the historical story of Sodom and Gomorrah. What what does that mean? Well, sit underneath uh, the learning tree here, son, and I'll run through it for you. Yeah. Let All the right. Bible Belt tell you a little story. Well, the Sodom and Gomorrah, if you will, was the city that set over by the way, sir, if you will, and. Lot and his wife and their children, Daddy, moved into this city because they felt it was a good place to live. It was a sinful city, yes, and uh, Abraham made a deal with the Lord if he could find the righteous people. I'm going to stop because this is hard. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, good Lord. Tell the story. Holy Christ. (laughs) Shut up, Tim. But uh, he said if if he could find enough righteous in a wicked city like Sodom and Gomorrah, then the Lord would spare it. He talked it down to like, I think it was like six righteous people in the city or something like that. And he couldn't find six righteous people that lived in the city. And 
and God said he would destroy the city with fire and brimstone. And then while Abraham went and got Lot and his wife and two daughters out of there, he actually had more than that. A couple daughters stayed in the city. They were married. And apparently there were two angels that came into the city to warn them. And they, uh, the men of the city tried to rape them, um, angel, the two angels. And then leaving the city, the big thing is Lot's wife turned around, looked at the city while it was being destroyed because she lusted for the sin of the flesh. Ha! And she was turned to a pillar of salt. And later okay. that night, and later that night, Lot's two children raped him as he was drunk, thus bringing forward the old saying, you can lead a lot to water, but you can't make it drink. <laughs> I don't know about that last part, but that is the story. Okay, okay so I the have basic, no the, clue. The basic gist huh? is Sodom and Gomorrah had a little bit of something for everybody's tastes, whatever it may be, although yeah. it was Sodom almost Lee. Bottom Gamora nah, raping rape rape angels I didn't get of having taste for everything. Yeah, like I'm lost. Sodom and Gomorrah is basically Vegas, Amsterdam, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that. Sodom and Gomorrah. They're just talking are, about the city itself, not the parable that's, part that's of That's the name it, of the Jesus city, part. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. It was two cities. They were combined together. Sodom yeah. and Gomorrah. Like Minneapolis, St. Paul. There you go. Like Minneapolis. The yeah, yeah, something similar. Like a twin Very city. Good. Basically, we're saying we're the uh, most wicked podcast on the air today. We're nasty, but there's a little bit of something for everybody there if you're into exactly, you know. We got that. Yeah, we got transvestites. We've got we got bet. Yeah, we, we got, got everything got on this we show. Canadians, we got maple syrup, Canadians. So yeah, we got Philly. We've got hillbillies. Yeah, I, I, I took it as a compliment. I think it was intended as one. Yeah, you know why not? Stacy meant meant nothing bad by it. I mean, no, I don't think so. I Who's have that been Stacey called Ham. Yeah, that was who it was. Yeah, he 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 likes us. That's a he, right? Yes. Yeah. And then you did, not, we, we had... did well with uh, uh, who was the guy from last night that the the uh, Spurs fan? Oh, Jeff Garcia. He's a good oh. dude. Good dude. That's the dude from the Spurs. No, 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 no. The the fan who who fan who wanted Spurs. Oh, Jim, stuff. yes, Jim Vest. Oh, yes, Jim. Not, not. He lives in Ohio. He's a he's a good dude. We take uh, Canada yeah. takes credit for Jeff Garcia. By the way, how does Canada get credit for Jeff Garcia? Jeff Car- Garcia started his career CFL. Suck on oh, that. Oh, shut one. up! Not that Jeff Garcia. Drew, look it up, motherfucker. <laughs> My mother's in here. I yeah, can't he call was, you. He was, a, he was a you. big, he was a huge deal in the CFL for three or four years, and that's how he got uh, re-noticed to, to play in the NFL. Being a big deal in the CFL, that's like being the prettiest Are man in prison. Oh, that's better than being the pig with lipstick. <laughs> Tiger cats, eat them raw. What? What was that, Tom? Right. Tiger cats even... eat them raw. Yeah, there you go. Well put, That's sir. My, fr- my friend from LaughCast, who's on earlier tonight, Steve Rees, a local wow. comedian, uh, claims to be a CFL fan. Uh, nobody knows that would be the, doing uh, any Yeah, that would be the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 
Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Anybody can claim to be a CFL fan because there's not two around that will tell that he is or he isn't. <laughs> no, don't don't get me wrong, guys. I much prefer your NFL product too. I don't watch CFL. Well, that's why I think the XFL is going to fail. <laughs> like, there, Vince McMahon comes out, makes this announcement: "We're going to bring back the XFL, pal." And it's just like, why? There's already a National Football. Well, League. Okay, but the CFL is is much a much different football game than well, yeah, it than, is uh, than NFL. Not and not just the four down thing. Well, I mean, we have way. some rules that are just ridiculous. Well, look at it this way: how many how many football teams have there or how many football leagues have there been that have failed? All right, the CFL's not exactly blowing anybody's skirt up. Granted, they're not all. No, never gonna. I mean, but Never they're there, so. they're not going to be on a rival of the NFL. NFL Europe, that was a floppy, wet dish rag. The XFL, that lasted a whole year. Congratulations. They tried to play it off like it was a big deal. Oh, the NFL's pal, they stole some of our uh, some of our camera tricks, you know, uh, <laughs> pal. But it like it, it also died a horrible death, and now they're like. We're going to take our time. We're going to look into markets. We're going to invest. We're going to look into things. You're not going to compete with the NFL. <laughs> like, you're not going to do it because you're never oh, going to counter- have the talent level. You're never going to have counterpoint. Can, hold on. Let me finish, and then you can make your counterpoint. Is that okay? Can I finish? All right. All right. Let me got finish, it. and I'll let you go. You're never going to get guys to say, coming out of college, I don't want to go to the NFL. I want to go to the XFL. I'm going to go there. I'm not going to go. No. If you're going to go to the NFL, you're going to go to the NFL. The only thing the NFL could possibly do is maybe absorb the Cleveland Browns, and you get all those fans. Because the NFL doesn't even want the Cleveland Browns. Sam Darnold said he would quit football before he'd play for the Cleveland Browns. He said that. So, I mean, he'll re- he'll the regret, XFL... He'll regret that one. Their D's crushes them, but go ahead. Yeah. But it's just the XFL, it's just another football league that's not going to last it'll last maybe two years and I, I know what they're doing they're they're trying to use red white and blue they're trying to get the you know you got everybody saying i'm boycotting the nfl for this and this and this and that's fine that's your decision if you want to boycott the nfl you do that but they think they're going to get people who are boycotting the nfl because of you know this guy stands for the flag or that guy stands for the doesn't meanwhile they allowed fergie the other night but that's a different story the thing is, I don't understand it, and I don't know why they're even trying. That That's just my point. It's just I think it's going to fail. It's going to flop. Well, here's the counterpoint. Uh, okay, go ahead. They're after the NFL season, so they're not competing directly. Secondly, um, and not that I'm saying they'll fail or, or succeed, but to draw 3 million viewers is the equivalent of the NFL drawing 20 million just to make a profit. So it's a much smaller scale that they're playing on. And they're, you know, they're going to target Tim Tebow and Johnny Manziel and guys like that that are famous that couldn't cut it. But I think 3 million people are going to watch it. I just don't think that uh Vince McMahon at like 79 or whatever the hell will be in 2020 is the right guy to operate it, but you know, that's, I'll that's say this story. You, you know, you make a point. They're coming after the NFL season. Okay. They're coming in after the NFL season. They have one month after the NFL's over. If that, because as soon as the NFL season winds down, we're in that time right now. 
In a couple weeks, March Madness starts. All eyes go to college basketball. College basketball dominates for the month of March. The month of March is also, for Vince McMahon, his biggest time of the year. You've got WrestleMania season going on. Then after March Madness ends, we're right in the middle of the NBA playoffs. I know what you're saying, right? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. But, yeah, and then once you get through the NBA playoffs, you end up at what is baseball season, which, by all accounts, I'd rather watch golf. I'd rather watch grass grow. So I think the perfect time for the XFL would be during NFL training camp and preseason. That's just me. If you're going to do it, do it then, because baseball ratings are down. NASCAR's going, but nobody really cares that much about NASCAR. So... I don't think trying to compete with March Madness and the NBA playoffs is going to do it because the NBA ratings are going up. The XFL is not going to take that many viewers away. I don't think they're going for the same marketplace, to be honest. Um, there's a, uh, I don't have any ratings in front of me, but there's all that considered, like March Madness, you said dominates, it does. But, you know, there's fucking shows like American Idol that draw – 15 million viewers at the same time as March Madness because there's another audience. Now, granted, there's not a lot of chicks and aspiring singers that are going to watch the XFL, but there's going to be wrestling dorks with belts around their uh, shoulders. Hey, now, I'm one of those people. I I know. I'm trying to get you away from that before you turn 30. Um, (laughs) And uh, the, the audience is there. Um to draw three million people, and that's that's all they have to do. And that's not really that's not really a far reach. It really isn't. I don't think so. If if you if you say is it going to be the NFL, then I completely agree with you. Fuck no. But doesn't um, need to be. I, I I think he can turn a profit if if he gives it to the right people. Well, what do you, what do you think of the other rumor? That that was going around that he that he is in no that he is in fact um, in cahoots with uh, Rupert Murdoch to buy Fox and that rest and that wrestling and the football will go on Fox. Who's in cahoots, McMahon? Yeah. Well, uh, him and him and, the, and a few other uh, big time right of center pol- pol- political types. Oh, those Rupert people. Murdoch. And because Rupert Murdoch is a hardcore conservative, that uh, that, that that was the rumor that him and they were going to buy the network. Well, uh, I loved well, him in his tag team. Instant platform. With, I loved his tag team with both Dusty Rhodes and Adrian Adonis. Um, <laughs> I didn't know he was still around and had a lot of money and was with Fox. <laughs> But <laughs> his son team with Lance Cade too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. I love I love him so I- I'll support Captain Redneck and all his future endeavors. <laughs> hey, I like Dick Murdoch, man. Now before before we move on here, the XFL's target audience is three million viewers. Okay, that's your that's their target. Why that's, doesn't that's, that's what they that's what they need to be profitable? It's going to well, be why like they uh, start different. getting three million viewers for Raw every Monday because they haven't hit a three rating in a long time. Because they're because they're not on network television. 
they wouldn't have any trouble point. at all getting that getting that number if they were on NBC. You really or a believe cable that? Network that half the country I had. Don't. I, don't I don't think believe. it'd be any I problem really at all. Then why were they pulling eight point sixes in the nineties? In what pro wrestling? Yeah. Well, okay, but that's first of all they need some competition. That was the reason. Well, I agree with that, that but they, like it's always they been were the pulling reason. five, they were pulling fours and fives, no problem back in the nineties. That was no issue. The Rock Mankind wrestling's save not, got and wrestling. Be honest, wrestling's not very good right now. Monday night's episode. And holy, sh- holy shit! The seventy sixers at the buzzer pull it out one sixteen one fifteen over the Bulls, ladies and gentlemen. At the buzzer. At the buzzer. Who the hell had a so shot my, for them? So so my so my I have to look up. Hold on, play by play. I'll, I'll give it to you in a second. They were tied at. Okay, they're at the buzzer. My ass. One twelve. Want to make a free throw? No, it was. No, it was a hundred. It was one fifteen, one ten. So there was no at the buzzer. Nothing. One sixteen, one sixteen. No one. Ben Simmons makes two free throws. And Bobby Portis misses the last shot, and the 76ers win. <laughs> Why so in the world so at, Bobby the, at the buzzer, they almost lost. So not at the buzzer, but Simmons makes two with the game, to, makes two with them down by two, or down that's by one. Very, that's very, that's actually very impressive for him. Yep, goes, goes to the line with five seconds left, sinks two, and they hold on for for the victory. Now why can't why can't Fred Hoiberg make those kind of stupid decisions against Minnesota? We have to run into Zach Levine who's tearing it up, but he calls a play to get Bobby Portis to take the last shot. Bobby Bobby Apparently. Portis. The guy <laughs> the guy the guy that knocked out uh Nikola Mircic and got him traded basically. Mircic said he well, wouldn't play he, on a team with Bobby Portis. Maybe he told uh Hoiberg he would sock him. If he didn't give him a last <laughs> Maybe shot. he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that puts the 76ers to 31-25, and 25, which ain't too shabby, ladies and gentlemen. Who? What? That's not bad. 31-25, not bad, and 25, man. man. That ain't all that bad. That ain't bad. Not no, bad but, 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 you know, struggling with Chicago I mean, just tells you. Seventh in the seventh in East. Granted, but... But you got to win those games too, eh? That's the difference between, you know, the teams you should steamroll. I mean, they didn't steamroll them, but they beat them. I mean, they should win these games. I I agree, but the, in the first half, they've lost to Chicago already. They've lost to Sacramento twice. They've lost to the Lakers. They've lost to the Suns. Probably some other teams I'm forgetting. The teams that are coming up again, some of which. That should be, as they say, easy games. Quote. Yeah, but unquote. they're now on a one, two, three, four. They are now on six six in a row. Well, they'll be a half game I'm back of Milwaukee now for the sixth seed in the East. I'm not hating. I'm happy they won. I'm just. I'm just I mean, uh, they have had a good uh, since Christmas. They've they've been a lot better. They must have been just listening going to, to Chicago. You should. Yeah, they must have. Everybody does. That's why we got such millions of viewers. We we almost have eighty five thousand like shooting a shiznit. 
Oh, Christ. <laughs> I was counting the other day on one hand, and I came up with 85,491. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, right. down here, now I see where this is going. This is why we need a two-hour show, you see. The first down here in Jonesboro. My friend oh, Lance little, up in the big city up there. He's going. My, my yeah, lonely friend I, up I, there I, in the I, big I told city. You, I had to turn him off on Twitter because his his uh, his he, he was filling my feed with such nonsense that the Shiznit ever going top ten battle. Hey, dude from Canada, retweet this. <laughs> yeah, retweet this, retweet that. I'm in the top ten. I did this. I did that. Good Lord. Oh, my God. That was funny. <laughs> Last I checked on SoundCloud, at least from the big city, my Jewish friend Lance told me, he told me uh, we were fixing to have seven seven viewers, and by my calculations, down here in Jonesboro, that equals 80,000. Maybe it's the Super Shiznit podcast. <laughs> I mean, I can't stop the, the buzzing from buzzing. So many people are checking in to see what me and uh, uh, my good friend Josephine Jackson, the the star of Crooked Teeth Wrestling down here in Arkansas, says about uh, the heels in the business. Crooked Teeth Wrestling. Crooked Teeth. We got nearly ninety thousand. That's since I've been speaking to you. <laughs> look, at, look at those numbers jump. <laughs> I mean, I talked I talk to Joe Feeney, the producer on, on now Westwood one, and Conan and them, they ain't even doing 20,000, but somehow we're doing 30 and 50 and 70 and 90. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, now, now from ninety to hundred because we just cornered the orthopedic dental surgeons. <laughs> crooked teeth. <laughs> that crooked teeth remark just got another ten thousand in the lower south. Yeah. Oh, oh, Fucking, uh, oh god. Why? Why even? You know. Oh man. One thing you got to put over last for is that he doesn't. Release his numbers, and at yeah, least you can say he doesn't lie about the, that. They're not they're not very good. This way, he doesn't have to lie about them. Well, I mean, Ooh. Christ Almighty! Oh, funny, eighty four thousand for Kenny Bowen, and forty eight thousand for me, and fifteen thousand for Jeff Singer. He puts he puts on there uh, at Missy High. Jeff Singer talked about you. And she goes, who's Jeff Singer? <laughs> like, you know, it's like a dude, a, a dude from the '80s. A bunch, of, like there was twenty of us that were observer heads in the '80s. Like, uh, all right, I'll give you credit. Maybe twenty of them listened, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's the best well, but they ever. told two friends, who told two friends forty thousand times. Yeah. Whatever. Man, that oh, was amazing. Oh, <laughs> I loved every second of that. Yeah, that was fucking spot on, too. I thought he was, like, in the room. Yeah, he messages me from uh, time to time asking me about the equipment I use and 
stuff like that. Well, he was a good person at one point, but he's he's just totally consumed with the. Uh, Did you tell him you prefer your right hand to your left? Uh, eh. I don't. It depends. <laughs> depends on the day of the week. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. Is there any way we numbers, can, numbers, any way numbers. We can come up with a uh, Crooked Teeth Wrestling now? I'm like, if we can we make a lot of money on this podcast, almost sounds like, like I we really need to do like a, some some uh, fantasy booking with Crooked Teeth Wrestling. Yeah, I really think Crooked Teeth Wrestling could take off. I think it would be huge. Well, you'll have uh, to ask Josephine Jackson, who is uh, the yes, Josh. You can be the star. You gotta keep, keep my ring name, man. <laughs> what was your ring name again? <laughs> My ring name was, uh, was uh, Gappy Lisp. Gappy Lisp was his ring name. <laughs> and, I want, and I want the dentist chair matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was... Oh, it's Russo Booking, guys. It's Russo Booking. <laughs> Russo Booking. <laughs> Give them what they don't right. expect. Yeah. You know, I went back. I'll tell you this. Just on Russo. I went back and watched some. I've been watching like some old '90s, 2000 WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. You know, '99, there was stuff going on just for the sake of stuff going on. It was ridiculous. Well, sure. Like, I mean, he, his big thing was he always wanted. He figured that everybody had to have a storyline. Well, I mean, I'm, and that's fine. Like, like I actually everybody. have no problem with that. I, I know a lot of people are against that. I don't either, but how many good ones can you come issue. up with? I mean, exactly. I mean, that that's a problem. But SummerSlam '99 is, is a case that you look at the triple threat match between Foley, um, Austin, Triple H for the title. All right, the whole story had been built. It's Austin and Triple H, right? And I'm I'm fine with Foley being in there. I'm fine with that. You have Foley win the match. Even he didn't. Even he said it didn't make sense. The whole thing was predicated on Triple H becoming the champion. Like it made no sense. And then Triple H wins the title the next night. What was the point? What was the point? Give people uh, what they least expecting. I mean, granted, yeah, it caught everybody off guard. But was it good? Well, he never. Well, he, I mean, he admits that he never really cared whether the wrestling was any good or not. It was all the story. I kind of well, apparently, I've, that theory. I've just been informed that, that uh, the reason Foley went over was because Jesse Ventura didn't want to raise the hand of a heel champion because they were in Minnesota. It would look bad in Minnesota where he was governor. That's what I've been informed. Can't the rumor. I mean, it, it makes more up. sense. Than, makes more sense. Now, if that's the case, then it makes sense. I can kind of get it. But sounds familiar. Know, just, and Jesse had Jesse had large demands when he came in for that. I remember. Oh, you that know he did. You know he did. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, mean I don't, I don't really uh, disagree completely with a lot of Russo's thought patterns. I mean, maybe it's a north northeast thing, but you know, um, I think even you, Nate, at three months old, was it when you first went? Four. Four. Four months old. Sorry, uh, yeah. I don't think you sat there and went, "God, he missed that. He botched that spot on the hip toss." I no, think I, I was doing that. Have... I was baby Meltzer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think what might have turned you on 
which turned us all on originally was the larger than life personalities, the angles, the the there you the, go, the yeah. interviews, promos, etc. And then when you watch it, and you start to learn how the, the matches work, and then you start figuring out what's a good match and what isn't. But when I when I think back to my teen years and Rowdy Roddy Piper was never uh, in Alpha vs. Omega, but he's fucking badass, and he drew money and, you know, shit like that. So, you know, as far as, you know, matches, uh, that's that's always been secondarily for me unless it's really go out of your way to see it. That's the way I see wrestling. See, I, I'm a little different about that. Growing up, when I grew up, you know, there was a lot more... Uh, predicated on work and work rate because, you know, I grew up as a, I was a huge Bret Hart fan. Um, and that was my guy growing up. And, you know, he was always... Why don't you go, why don't you go a, bike riding with him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, back, wow. when, back when he was the Intercontinental Crooked Teeth Champion. Yeah, crooked teeth continue. Champion uh, I, crooked I teeth just wrestling. saw an opportunity. Nah, yeah. but, go ahead. You're a huge Bret, Bret Hart fan. Go ahead. Yeah, like, and he was all about good matches. Like, granted, his promos weren't exactly anything to ride the pony home about. I'll never say Brett was the best talker, but, man, could he work. He could have a match with anybody. Like, Bret Hart had good matches with Hakushi and, you know, guys like that. And he had he was just such so good in the ring. And work ethic was something that, that I was I really liked back then. Like, I didn't care about Hulk Hogan that much. I mean, I liked Wait, who him. did you say? Like, who did you just say you had a good match with? Akushi. God bless you. Sorry. <laughs> it was too stupid. Now you're paying for those sound bites. It was too stupid and too I am easy. Paying for the, I am paying for the sound bites. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Hakushi was a good worker, don't get me wrong, but he never really had a great match with anybody except Bret Hart. So, you know, well, Bret I mean, was if, that if you, if you In WWE, I should say. If you do the research, he probably had a 4.79 star uh, barn burner at the Corican Hall versus, uh, you know, fucking Ken Jung from The Office or whatever the fuck he's on. <laughs> Ken Jung from The Office? Fucking, this is the guy from, from, uh, from The Hangover, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah from The Hangover, yeah. <laughs> I know who he's talking about. But, uh, no, nah, I mean... If, if it happened in Japan, boys, it's automatically a great match. Automatically. Oh uh, well, automatically better than anything that happens in the stateside, anyway. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that's that. that's the that's the kind of things that you know. Uh, for as much as I agree with Cornette on a lot of things, I, I can't discount some of the things Russo says because he's he's on point with that shit. He says the same thing that you just said that yeah, I think yeah, probably no, don't get me wrong. strongly. I'm I'm not the biggest Vince Russo fan, but he's not half as full of shit as everybody would like to. Throw out there either he just takes he gets a bad oh, rap. I mean he he a lot of it he here's, here's I don't what like he catches him. so much flack for here's what he catches so much flack for and that's WCW in the 2000s because it was throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and very little of it stuck and yeah. I felt that he was fine in WWE as long as he had a filter to go through now when he got I, yeah, on his I own, never I don't care for yeah, his rhetoric that he was the only one who came up with anything in the. Oh, in no, the WWE, and it was just him. You know, he yeah, takes nobody, for all the good shit. Nobody, nobody can come up with the good stuff all on their own. 
And yeah, nobody comes up with all the bad stuff on their own either. Yeah, the good shit was my idea and that bad shit. I didn't really have anything to do with that. Well, okay, yeah. either you were well, the writer or you weren't. The whole lot of them are all the same. Cornette, Russo, Pritchard, Ed Ferrara, J.R. Self-promotion. Whoever came up with whatever, Michael Hayes, anybody, that was cool. It still had to go through what Nate just said five seconds ago. The one filter. That's Vince. Exactly. That's the guy. So if it went through Vince, then it was okay, or or it bombed, but it, it was really Vince's call. So Vince McMahon, that that being. Well, and we don't. We also don't know just because um, Vince and Vince were in a room and discussed it, doesn't mean that Vince uh, McMahon didn't talk to. Oh, I don't know, Patterson or Pritchard or oh, Hayes or whoever happened to be around at that time. I mean, I'm sure those ideas got bounced off of other people, too. Sure. Just because Vince Russo Pritchard didn't credit. hear about it doesn't mean that they didn't. you got to give Pritchard And we credit. also know shit gets changed Guilty. there faster than they can write it. So. Yeah. you got to give Pritchard credit. He will at least come out and admit when he had a bad idea most of the time. Like, they asked him, they said, who came up with Bastion Booger? And Pritchard admitted it was him. Well, and, uh, he said, "Yeah." And if he that was me. And if it, if he if he if he doesn't want to, he won't. He doesn't usually throw anybody else under the bus. He just refuses to answer, and then you sort yeah. of know that he had something to do with it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there were so many bad gimmicks back in the '90s and things like that. But there was also not everything's going to work. No, I mean, we all know there can't... was lots of there was lots of good ones that should have worked and didn't. Yeah. Lots of bad ones that somehow, like, really, when you really stop and think about it, The Undertaker. Who's really the Undertaker dead. should have never been successful. Yeah. Should have never been successful. Exactly However, dead. the right guy for whatever got a hold reason, of it. The right guy work. got a hold of it and made it work. Look at it this way. Look at what they did with Taker in 94. Some of the most ridiculous crap they did in 94. He ascended to the heavens. Come on, from a casket. Ridiculous stuff. <laughs> yeah, Ridiculous. they had some wild stuff. But, that, you know, The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, whatever you want to call him, he he embraced that role, and he did great with it. And, and I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I love the Ministry of Darkness. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, I love the, what they did, and they really made Undertaker into a, a, a main event, like a big main event guy again. With that story, I don't even remember what that is. Is that a, is that a faction with Midian in them or something? Yeah, it was Midian, Viscera, the Brood, which was Gangrel, Edge, Christian. Uh, who else was in that? Paul Bear was in it. Kane was in it for a minute. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the Acolytes, Farouk, Bradshaw were in it. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. But yeah, Bradshaw when, had uh, Oh well, yeah, Bradshaw's I mean, uh, face was up under Undertaker's ass so tight that uh, he had to be involved in anything. Taker was. That's called uh, job security, doing. my friend. That's called job security. Job security and a little bit of a man crush. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, Bradshaw wanted to be Stan Hansen so bad he couldn't stand it. So, you know. Nevertheless, he's still a jerk. He's still a jerk anyway. And I, you know, hello, John Layfield, if you're listening, you're a jerk. You picked on poor Mauro Ronaldo because he's a better commentator than you. <laughs> oh, you boy. tried to beat Stan Hansen. You couldn't pull it off because Stan Hansen's a legit tough guy. You're pretty tough yourself. Yeah. You played football, but you're a jerk. So, you know. 
This week on Crooked Teeth Wrestling, Nathan Bush takes on Goldberg and Layfield. I could take. I could one. take Layfield. I could take Layfield. Not really. I couldn't take Never Layfield. Goldberg. Goldberg's a tank. take him up for lunch, maybe. The only thing I could do to Goldberg is just badmouth him. I don't think I could take him. <laughs> he still looks no, pretty Goldberg's up pretty tough, him. dude. But on JBL, on JBL, he would, uh, he would just, uh, you know, Matt Hardy one time, awoken Matt Hardy, I guess, uh, before he was woken and broken. Yeah. Sleepy Matt Hardy. I mean, so many, so many, so many people would. uh, (laughs) Didn't he get knocked out by Michael Cole? JBL? I don't know. Now, JBL got knocked out by Steve Blackman. No, uh, by no, one of the announcers. J- JBL got a black eye from uh, Joey Styles taking yeah, a Okay, maybe that's out. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you might yeah, be right here. Okay, yeah, I may have got that wrong. Well, he's a, sure he's a bully. He's a I'm sure Michael Cole smacked somebody, though, too. I don't know. I tell you, somebody to needs later. to slap Michael Cole. Oh God, love Michael That's Cole. That's why I can't announcer. do wrestling with you guys. You like Michael Cole? I just don't dislike hardly anybody. I don't. I don't mind him. He is what he is. I'll say this about Michael yeah. Cole. Here's why Michael Cole was put in the position to never be liked by the wrestling community, and I and I can break it down. Number one, he replaced Jim Ross, the most liked commentator ever. Outside of maybe Grilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan. But JR was the voice of a generation. He was put there before JR was ready to quit. You know what I mean? Like, had JR said, you know what, it's time for me to go. I'm going to hand my seat over to Michael Cole. Michael Cole, it is yours now. JR didn't do that. Michael Cole got it because the powers that be wanted him to have it. Because, you know, he's a news reporter, all that jazz. Michael Cole's not a bad announcer when he doesn't have somebody in his ear. He proved that in England. When him and um, Nigel McGinnis did the UK Championship Tournament. He proved he's a good announcer. He proves he knows the moves, and he calls them. However, he's got Vince in his ear at Gorilla the whole time, trying to plug the network and just say, Just say, oh my, and vintage, and, you know, Blue Thunderbomb Cole, Blue Thunderbomb. You know, it's just, Michael Cole's just... He's a victim of where he's at. And you know what? If I was in his position, I'd do the same thing. I'd do the exact same thing he does. I'd do whatever my boss tells me to do. Because well, he makes a very my, good That's living. my point of why he's not unlikable to me. Because uh, all, that, all that you laid out is the argument that I would make against your thought pattern. Uh, but it's you, just hard you know, to turn on Raw every week and hear Michael Cole go, Oh, my. And Vintage. <laughs> And call Doesn't moves wrong. And, uh, as, a, as a wrestling commentator myself, it's just hard. And I know it's not really his fault. And I shouldn't get on his case so bad. But sometimes I just feel like I have to. That's kind of like me with Markel Fultz. Like, I, I always try to reiterate, I shouldn't be saying this about the kid. It's not his fault. And it's the same same kind of analogy. If you got a, a fuckhead uh, owner that, wants to tank and doesn't want to let you tank or just has bad judgment in, in GMs of talent scouts and pick the guy. It's not his fault he was number one, but 
to relate it to wrestling, if you got Vince in your ear, I mean, everybody that I've ever heard talk about that says it's fucking, it takes forever to get used to. You're in the mid, mid-sentence and you hear somebody screaming at you and you're trying to process it all on live television. That's fucking hard. Oh, I'm, I know it wouldn't be easy. I know that. I know for a fact. And I just, and it's I a guy don't that understand can fire you on top of it. I don't understand why he wants to police the commentary team. You know, it just, just it bugs me. It. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> if if you're going like, to do it so anyway, he, through the earphones, just do it. Well, and to be honest, he wasn't all that bad at it. Vince I wasn't a bad commentator. Like I always liked Vince. I mean, I'm I old. I, I kind of like the whole Vince McMahon, um, Jesse Venture dynamic. The old Howard Cosell, you know, Vince never, Vince never yeah, knew the names of the me. moves, but he played it so well. He he did he did a very good job at it. <laughs> what a maneuver! <laughs> and it was always great hearing Jesse give him down the road. Like Vince was a good commentator. I always liked the Vince Jr. Jerry Lawler three man team. Now I liked it. I liked it even better when he didn't act like he owned the place. When they were still kayfabe and that he was just worked there. <laughs> I can't. I can't agree with you on that. No, oh, I enjoyed mainly, that. Mainly, mainly for the fact of it gave us the greatest heel character of all time, Mr. McMahon. Oh, that was the yeah, best. Okay, that aside, but we're just I'm just talking about as far as his announcing went. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, nothing. But, nothing uh, is going to be uh, Mr. McMahon. That's as good as it gets. All right, so I'm going to put you two on the spot right now, and I, I'm oh, no. really interested as Tim. You're a fan. You're just a fan. You've never been involved yep. in the wrestling business that nope. I know of. Never no, done sir. anything. Never even helped set up chairs at the local events. No, sir. All right. Now, I have been involved in commentary, ring announcing, things of that nature, but I've never wrestled a match, never really taken a lot of – I've taken a few bumps, but never really anything major. And TR, you would probably be the expert on this. You were in the business. You were a pro wrestler. You traveled. You made the towns, and you were TR <laughs> shocked. That's stretching it a little bit, but yeah. I've, but I've, I've, compared I've, to I've Tim worked. and I, you've worked. What would you, what do you consider to be that you've seen the single greatest wrestling match? And you know what? If you want, give me three. Because it's hard to pick just one. But the single I'd have best to, wrestling match. I'd have to take what and what and what. I, I need a little bit of layers to that question. Like what context? Like. For me, or technically, or how it was laid out, or fan-wise, you know, and there's like a just a match that if you, I can get a more that you watched question. and it made you all right. A match that maybe, you thought told the good made me pop like a fan, like just like a fan, like oh my god, yeah, sure, one of them things, yeah, like uh, made you as a fan react and pop. And then what you saw in it as a guy who was a worker and said, man, they really laid that out. They really told a good story. They really did some some great things in that match to make that happen. Uh, I'm glad you said three because there's probably some I forgot. You could go to five. Like, you know what? We'll even we'll even go to five. I'll go to five even because I can name five matches I, like that. Either. I'll just do three because I forget a lot of matches. And you'll bring them up and I'll go, ah, oh, you're right. That was a good match. But okay. – uh, uh, I liked uh, most recently that I saw live, but it was even better with Morrow was Johnny Gargano against 
Andrade, Andrade, Cien's, whatever the fuck his name is. Cien Almas. Chick. Yeah, for, for the... Yeah, that's Cien uh, Trinidad. For, yeah, for the five minutes I took off her ass in them red pants, it was... Uh, um, <laughs> it's, there seemed to be a lot of good action going on. No, I, I thought that was... That's great. Like, he, he's he's a perfect wow. underdog. And he those really hits... Is. Those hits with the and call me Vince, but I don't know the damn maneuver either. When he when Andrade, uh, what's his name? Andrade Cien Almas. Andrade Almas, Cien Almas. Andrade so you Cien call him Almas. Almas. I always see everybody call him Andrade or Andrade Andrade, but I was calling uh, Cien. All right, well I'll call him Almas. So okay. that 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 those flying knees into the uh, turnbuckle with such force. Yeah. When when your head's there, that's taken for granted a lot. That's really a pro wrestling move because if you're sitting there and that's coming, and he fucks up, and there there's human error in every field. Oh yeah. I mean you're you're fucking your face is crushed. You're Brutus Beefcake in it for the next fucking yeah. two years. So you know, considering all that, I think that was uh, a match I appreciated. Um, Honestly, uh, I'm partially because I'm a hater because I think everybody else gives an extra half star. Not everybody else, but that certain little gay group of lonely guys. Um, <laughs> if, it, if, if it happens in Japan, so any Okada match doesn't even come close um, in my estimation. Uh, I, I, I liked, like you said on an off-air conversation, Anybody could have a good match with Michaels. I'm trying to narrow it down. I'm probably Michaels, Taker, um, which was the better one. They were both great, but there was one that was a little better. I always, per- I always preferred 25 to 26. Whichever one was better. Everybody knows which one was better. That's the one that's coming to my mind. And uh, old days... Uh, The best flare steamboat, and I and I liked a uh, a Japanese match when it was like real stuff, uh, when it was Baba and Anoki, and not just let's just say it's great because it's Japan and we can jerk each other off in our footsies um, because we got no girls. Like that era, <laughs> it was actually it was actually a, a, a legitimate place to wrestle in kind of an extended territory. I really liked a, a, Saru, a specific Saruta against. Terry Gordy match that was off the charts with uh, a lot of near falls that were way before near falls were fashionable. So, if you can okay. find Saruta versus Gordy, okay. you'll find a really good match from all Japan. There all are right. my four off the top of my head. All right, Tim, you got any off the there. top of your head? Okay, well, first off, let's start out with uh, being Canadian. The only wrestling I ever saw until I was probably about, I don't know, 13, 14, was uh, Stampede. Cause that's, that's all we had up, up here. here. But go ahead. So the first match I really remember really getting into was uh, Archie the Stomper Goldie against, believe it or not, uh, Stu Hart. Okay. And he, and he beat him 
to what to me as like a, a 10-year-old was, my God, he's killing this guy. <laughs> you know, there's blood everywhere. Anyway, I mean, it was amazing. And I, of course, totally buying every second of it. And when he got, when they interviewed him and he got in the screen and started screaming that, I mean, I'm, I kill Stu, I'm going to kill Brett, I'm going to kill the boys, you know, he's killing all the hearts. It was wonderful. That's what got me started on, on wrestling. But then yeah, he was course, underrated. Uh, yeah, then, of course, Stampede kind of went by the wayside, and then Canada was taken over by, well, Maple Leaf Wrestling, I guess it was mostly, and then the odd uh, uh, Saturday night's main event we would get every once in a while. So, really, for me, the next big thing I saw that I really bought into was uh, Hogan-Andre WrestleMania three, because I didn't, I, at that point still, I, I was still 100%, this shit's real. Didn't know. Interesting. Mm. For me, that was like, I mean, it was like up here, it was on the news. You know, Andre slammed by Hogan, and I had no idea that, of course, that he had never been, that he'd been slammed 87 times previously. (laughs) I didn't know about any of that. So that was a biggie. Then uh, after that, probably from a fan point of view, uh, I guess it would have been, what, WrestleMania six maybe. Uh, Hogan Warrior, because that, that was a was total surprise. Yeah, that was a total surprise to us up here. And there again, still, I'm old enough now where okay, my brain is going, all right, this this shit, it, it can't be real. Yeah. And yet there was still a part of me that was, you yeah, know, well, you know, I don't know, you know, man, it really looks like he's, <laughs> really looks like he's hitting him, and it sure looks like it hurts, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, after that. I started to sour on wrestling for a while, and then I, uh, probably back in the Attitude Era, anything with with Austin in it was a was a sell for me. Pick it. I, I didn't care. I just I just knew if he was going to go out there, somebody was going to get stomped, and that was all I cared about. Especially if it was Vince. Now, granted, those aren't the greatest quality matches we're talking about, but I never really cared about that. I really liked it when the crowd was into the match. Well, uh, Tim, I respect your picks. Before we hear Nate's, uh, I, 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 sh- I should bring up the, the off-air conversation that you and I had, Tim. I, I think Nate's solid enough in his uh, position as the producer slash uh, host of this show to to hear our honest opinion. So we we can reveal that uh, fatal three-way or, or or triple threat. I'm sorry, I get I get the triple title threat. confused. That memorable match uh, on WCW, I believe it was. I forget the year. It might have been an independent show, but somehow you and I both saw it. It was uh, Goldberg versus Jeff Jarrett versus X-Pac. I hate you so much. (laughs) Now that. Oh, fuck, dude. That was something that broke broke the star meter. (laughs) Made me believe kayfabe was real again. You got a badass over here. <laughs> oh, and I will I will throw on top of there. It's not a match, but probably the the greatest moment I saw in wrestling after that was Hogan going bad in WCW. That popped because for a for a brief moment there was a it, you know it it almost broke the glass. It was like okay, are they really doing this? And holy shit, the people are actually like they're invested in this. They actually believe in this stuff. Holy crap! 
And I really like the NWO though too. So I was into that for a while until it became the NWO, NWO was great. Red, until it was red, yeah. blue, black, and yellow, and there was three hundred seventy-four members. And I actually like the NWO. I like the NWO Wolfpack. But once everybody and their brother got in the NWO, then we had well, did an you ever, issue. Before before you give yours, did you ever see the? I think it was Vince Russo actually where they asked him what he would have done if he could have booked the WCW invasion after they go out of business and they came back to WWE for a while. And he said that's what he would, that's what he said he would have done. And I actually had to think that was probably one of the best ideas I ever heard from him. He said, I would have redone that all over the same way they did it. I would have brought uh, Hall back, except I would have played the angle that, okay, we've got nowhere else to go. What are we going to do? And Vince doesn't want us, but I'm going to hang around here anyway and start causing trouble. And that's that's how he would have booked that whole thing. But he just would have left it to the three of them. Hmm. That's interesting. Something to think about. Yeah, something, it is. To, think it is something anyway. to think about. Okay, I guess I'm up. Um, now, up granted. Monday. Now, granted, I'm I'm 27 years old, so. A little older than you guys, or younger, excuse me, a little younger than you guys. So I grew up in a different time. Um, to me, Hulk Hogan, I remember Hogan more as Hollywood Hogan than Red and Yellow Hogan. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, that's what I remember. Just, you know, um, I remember him as being AWA Hogan even more yeah, you see, than... You got to uh, remember, you got remember, I, when I was born, AWA, gone. Already gone. I remember it was pretty much being, already gone by the time I I didn't really know that much about it, but I don't remember sorry. him being long penis silhouette banging uh, Heather Clem Hogan, mostly. But well, I mean, well, I thought you were going <laughs> to go with Sterling. That's Golden. the greatest accomplishment. Talk about pythons! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well done, sir. Well done. But um, uh, you got to know this one's coming. Um, Bret Hart. Yep, Bret Hart, Steve Austin. That submission match. Like, in terms of of story, in terms of the double turn, the the whole atmosphere, of the thing. It's it's maybe the best match of all time. Uh, there, it's hard hitting. It's it tells us it tells a story that will suck you in, and it's it skyrocketed the biggest star in wrestling industry. And I've always made the argument as a Bret Hart mark, um, you know, Bret Hart without him would we have had Steve Austin as over as he was? I say that about Shawn Michaels too. Would Shawn Michaels have been over as he was without Bret Hart? I mean, every great talent. Needs that guy to get him over. That's just my opinion. Rick did it for yeah. Brett. Rick did it for Brett. Piper did it for Brett. Piper did it for Brett. Rick did it for Brett. Brett did it for Austin. He did it for the, Michaels. Uh, yeah, the Montreal screw job certainly never hurt uh, Shawn Michaels' reputation. No. There's no uh, wrong answers here because it's all no. what we like. Yeah, I mean, that that's what it comes down to. I'll, I'll never question what someone likes. Versus somebody else. Um, you know, you like what you like. Um, another match that I love, I absolutely love to go and watch. Now, I don't know if it would be one of my top five favorites, but these are matches that are coming to mind when I say wrestling matches. And I just watched it the other night. Is um, 
from 1997, barely legal. It is ECW. It is the BWO, Men's Teo, um, Takamishinoku, Dick Togo versus the Great Sasuke, Gran Hamada, and Yakashiji. That is, it's a six-man tag, and I absolutely love that match. Not for story, not for anything. It was just six guys going out to prove a point. And they did, and they were fantastic. It was a fantastic match. And if you've never seen it, I, re- I recommend you guys check it out. Well, it, it's I was pretty amazing. when you said barely legal, but then you lost it. <laughs> but, yeah, like that, that's, that's another match I always liked. Uh, then, I, I've seen that, but I... I... I you know it's lo- the nineties. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done a blank a on that one. I'll have to. I'll have to look that one up. It's 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 very I mean, high spotty. It it's not a story match. It's it's like hey, let's see how many moves we can fit into this. And it was early in, but it wasn't like over the top moves. You know what I mean? It's right. not like oh, you know, we're gonna do this super triple double diving flippy thing. It wasn't watch us as we all do our finishers and everybody kicks out of them. Exactly. Exactly. Like. Mishinoku did a Mishinoku driver. There was a kick out, but somebody made a save, so it wasn't like they kicked out. It was a save. Okay, that's uh, but it was a, it's a great match. Hey, what would I be? Uh, what would I be called? What would I be uh, referred to as if I <coughs> picked up Taka and Uber tonight? Tom Robinson. <laughs> no, I'd be a Mishinoku driver. Anyway, oh good keep going. God, good God, oh, fuck me. <laughs> Oh, that is the hey, Josh, either the greatest joke there? I've ever heard or the worst. Josh, That's you, what I do. You need to hear this joke. Yeah. All right. Robinson for the win. DR says, if I'm driving Uber tonight and I pick up Takamishinoku, what am I known as? No, I didn't give away the last name. That's part of the delivery. I'm a Mishinoku yeah, so driver. That's better. Good Lord. Okay, yeah, I ruined it. Sorry. But, um, let's see. Trying to think now. Now I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, on I was gonna go with maybe Philadelphia pedophile, but I didn't think that was. No, that's was that's Feinstein. No RF video but... coming for us this week. Um, I'll say another match I love, and and mainly because I got to to witness it uh, in person, and I think that helps if you're watching matches in person and you see them. You really are drawn into them more. It was uh, Triple H and Undertaker Hell in a Cell from Mania 28. Not the greatest technical masterpiece, but the story was amazing. And who's in, uh, I'm sorry. Who's in Hell in a Cell? Triple H and Taker from Mania 28 with Michaels as the yeah, referee. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was good. I thought it was one of the best Hell in a Cell matches I've ever seen, which I, I, you know, I was in the crowd, so I'm a little biased. Got to go to that one. I thought there was and another match I got. There, but there wasn't. Now another match that that really got me because I was there and I got to see it was uh, John Cena versus Kevin Owens two, the um, second match from Money in the Bank that Cena won. Um, that was an incredible match, absolutely fantastic. And They're all great. They. Like, Cena catches a hard time. You know what? I used to be one of the biggest Cena doubters there ever was. However, however, John Cena has made me a believer. When he started doing the U.S. Open Challenge, I was back on the Cena wagon because he was having just classics every week. And making John guys Cena only has one, there's only one problem with John Cena. They should have turned him at least once. 
I agree. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still thinking it's possible. It is possible. Oh, can you imagine now, like, if they, did, if they, like, wound down his career and you thought he was just, you know, okay, this is the swan song, and then he went bad for one more run? Yeah, he it would be would it, it would be like a wrestling shot in the arm, but he's. I mean, he I know why they he, don't. I know why they don't do it. I understand yeah. the merch and all, and the make a wish and all the publicity they get out of it and all that. I get it, but man, people just want to hate him. A vast majority, yeah. anyway, and then the lot, and so then well. those same people will love him when he does. Yeah, and then they would they would be on board pathetic. for the for the flip. But he he has said he would, he has said he would if he if he saw that there was a qualified person to step in his spot, and he's yet to see that. And there was hopes for Roman and Bailey and everybody else, but nobody's really, you know, made up of his DNA to fly across country to see a sick kid and then fly back to do to the Today Show and then fly back to do a main event of Raw. I'll tell you one guy he's going to Japan. Tell you one guy who couldn't do it, Roman Reigns. Even though Roman's a great no. worker, and I have nothing against him, but he—I no, don't like man. the way he's being pushed. Well, Roman, Roman wrestling was never Roman's first pick. That—that's one of the big Roman. problems I think people have with him. I th- and I think it shows. Well, like, no, it's not that I have a problem with that. It's just it was never—he was never became a wrestler because he loved wrestling. Well, he became a wrestler Rock. because he couldn't be a football because he couldn't be a football player. The Rock. Well, I, I forgot about two matches when you guys okay. talked that spurred my nah, roll with, roll with. Uh, Tiger Mask, Sayama, Dynamite Kid. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, God. Any of the series. That's, that's a any of the series. We're talking. That's like saying player's boat from the 80s, man. That's, you know. Well, any of the series, but specifically the one with uh, they were doing, like, Tombstone Pile Drivers outside the ring. Uh, I remember yeah. that off uh, out of my memory bank, and of course uh, Ray Ray at ECW when he him and Psychosis came and blew the fucking roof off that place when they first went. Yeah, they did. Uh, so I would put them in there as well. But uh, I mean, that, you know, I was, you know, they really did have some great matches there, and of course you can always go back to Guerrero and Malenko and ECW in the nineties when they had their. Guerrero Malenko Classic, those were always great matches, and there's just there's so many good ones that you can go back and pick. Like you know that was a great match, or that was a great match. There's some underrated matches out there that were really really great. Um, yeah, Ultimo to... Dragon, Ultimo Dragon, Rey Mysterio from World War Three '96 was another one that comes to my mind as a great cruiserweight match. Ultimo Dragon was the Triple J Crown Champion, and he just him and Mysterio just had a great match, and then. For the story element, Malenko and Jericho from Slamboree, when Malenko returns under the uh, the mask and takes the mask off after winning the Battle Royal, and Jericho did the uh, the joke commentary on everybody coming down the ramp, and he said, El Dandy won the Lou Ferrigno lookalike contest and things like that. That story was incredible. It was just so good. Jericho. I don't yeah, you could, remember that. You couldn't even name... You, you could, I mean, as you as you bring them up, it keeps more and more keep popping into my head, like in my list. Went I mean, from they always four to eight I mean, to thirty. Yeah, I mean, nobody's I mean, even mentioned about, the Rock yet. I mean, the Rock had some good matches. The Rock Triple I mean, H. I he had to have been on something. 
The Rock uh, Triple H ladder Hogan, match. From Hogan Rock Saturday at Day. WrestleMania was a good match. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to. I want. I want Hogan and who? Hogan and Rock. Rock. Yeah, it was. As the Rock. It was, no, it was a good match because the Rock carried Hulk Hogan. Great atmosphere. The crowd was great fucking nuts for it. Great story, but the match. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't need but to it, be it was, though. No, I, I agree. Didn't need I to agree. be. I, Hulk Hogan could I, have could have not done anything in that match, and he, and they would have popped for him. I agree, and Rock did perfect by working at heel. That was smart. Oh yeah, that's what made it so good is because he wasn't supposed to. I know. But uh, you know, I even go. Match. I go to you know Border Wars. Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen and Davey Richards from Border Wars when Owens won the title. That was another classic match. You know I don't things even like what that. What the hell that is? But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Ring of I'll Honor. Take, I'll take your uh, word because I'm a big uh, what is Border Owens Wars. Fan. I'm a is big Davey Richards. Yeah, it was Ring of Honor. Okay, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jesus, Ring of Honor. They used to be a lot better. Bring up some, why don't you bring up some TNA matches while you're at it? Okay. Uh, Samoa Joe Kernan. Well, they must have had. So AJ Styles had to have been in something good in. AJ Styles there were some extra matches that were pretty good in TNA. Even, even if you bring, even if you bring up uh, America's Most Wanted against uh, um, who the Shut fuck. Up. I keep mixing up Rude and and Storm and uh, Chris Harris and oh Motor City Machine America's, Guns. Ah, uh, Motor City, yeah, Motor, Motor City Machine Motor Guns, City great Machine tag. Guns, yeah. Like there's but, there's a lot, but but I mean when you when you start reaching for that, you're you're thinking of wow, I popped. That's a great match, but realistically, you're not going to put that next to uh, you know Taker and fucking Sean or you know shit like that. I mean, as Sean far as overall, Sean and Angle from Twenty One oh, was another classic. Overall magnitude, I got to play into that too. And it does. And I, I mean, I hate, I hate to, I hate to give give the the jabrones what they want, but uh, the first Okada Omega was pretty fantastic when I watched it. Yeah, it was good. I think Okada, I think Okada's better than Omega in my opinion. To me, Okada can have a great match with anybody and works a different style. I think Omega's good, but I, I also have to go with Cornetti. He does too much ha-ha, too much silly stuff. And I'm not a big fan of... Omega. I'm just There's just things that he does that I'm, I don't like. Like, I think he's a great worker. Don't get me wrong, but I think people think he's so good because he's in okay, Japan. But you, it, but you could be willing to admit that because even though that you don't, there's things about him that you don't like and he doesn't get you going, I can still see why people like him. Oh no, I, I completely I'm not, see why. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not drawing a blank as to okay, well, why do people want to watch Kenny Omega matches? Okay, I get it. No, not no, I, me, I've never said but, that. But I get it. Same with. Uh, I watch his matches. Who are those? The uh, what the hell are their names? The, the Young Bucks team that all. Yes. The Young Bucks uh, or Joey oh. Ryan? Okay, I, I get the shtick and I understand why it works for some people. It's not what I want to see at a wrestling card. You know, but you know, I, Joey I, Ryan. I get, I get why it gets over. I understand it. Joey Ryan wasn't that bad before he started with the whole penis flip thing. Like, when he first started and was sleazy Joey Ryan in TNA, I thought that was a pretty good gimmick. I was like, man, that's a neat gimmick he's got going there. No worse than the diamond stud or anything like that. Exactly. Like, I thought sleazy Joey Ryan, you know, he could really do something with that. He could really... 
you know, come out and and find uh, find something there. But he, you know, he started that spot. And here's another match I'll throw at you from Ring of Honor if you boys ever get bored. Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong for the ROH World Title. Go check that out sometime. That's another good one. Jay Lethal's fantastic. Like he's so good, and he's such a nice guy too. But um, yeah, choose, I could even name choose him. not to have a cup of coffee in cup of coffee in the big leagues, or do they just not want him? Is he too old? I, from what I've heard, he just has like I don't think they they went after him, but I don't know why he would be. To me, he's the guy that I would have as my you know African American guy that I'm pushing and I'm pushing hard, and I think they've wasted a lot of talent with Apollo Cruz. I think Apollo Cruz is a fantastic in-ring worker and he's got a lot of charisma he's a great smiling baby face looks great can move but they're wasting him with titus o'neill in my opinion <laughs> well i think vince didn't know till recently that he wasn't bobby lashley <laughs> he could be right there he kept hey. the worst crystal lashley's doing hey. flips now sign him god damn it yeah he did you Lord and that vince crystal was... girl get a divorce pal <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean it's it's just one of those things. But yeah, we could name matches all night. You know, Samoa Joe and CM Punk from Ring of Honor. The the three match series was always good, and there's some old uh, classic come matches. On, uh, always Chris Chris Candido versus uh, Jerry Lynn with the TR Shock as a manager was a hell of a match too. You goddamn right it was. Ninety-three so match. I saw that the other day. I saw some pretty good bumps. Is that really in there. the ninety-three match man- of the year? I saw a manager nah, taking nah. serious bumps there. It was fucking. It was a good match. I, I was. I was invested. I mean, you know, there's a uh, I, there's the guy that I knew it was Tom, but but it was pretty cool. To I have to admit, there's a I liked it. There's a guy that wrestles locally here that just uh, he's been wrestling for Dragon Gate now for a while. Um named Jason Kincaid. I've commentated a bunch of his matches. I've heard that he's you guys good. Should check I've never him out. Him. Yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I've got to work with him and call some of his matches. And Yeah, I've called some pretty cool matches. You know, did I he called, work for uh, Elgin? I don't know if he ever worked for Elgin or not. He probably did. Because I think Elgin was the one who okay. said he was good. Speaking somebody, of somebody Elgin, what the, I, I must have missed it. What the hell did he do to piss off the universe? Nothing. Um, Didn't he get some sort of sexual what is, what is he, charge or what something? What is he accused of doing? He was accused I'd of rather, something. But. I, I, I'd rather not go into detail on like public airways, but I, I, I'll say this from what I know. Another rat banged somebody oh, okay. in his little promotion. Mm. Then the person ah. didn't want to bang them. And somehow he got tied into it because it was his. Yeah, okay, it's one of those. All right, I, I didn't know. I just ah. saw that he he's on some card or was on just on something this weekend, and somebody else had piped up on Twitter that uh, uh, there should be utter silence when he hits the ring because he's a piece of shit, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah, whatever. Elgin's such a nice. Uh, Elgin's such a nice. And guy. I'm like, that didn't strike me as the guy. I mean, I've actually talked to him too, pre uh, back in the days of the podcast that. Shall not have a name. Well, Elgin, Elgin like was bad. a guy that that came didn't and worked like a local show. Elgin, Elgin came and worked a local show down here with Kyle O'Reilly, Davy Richards, and uh, a few others, and he was a super nice guy. Like I, I don't, I don't buy any of that nonsense. But uh, another match I got I mean, to call that no, 
nobody's really seen yeah. too much of. I got I, the first match between PJ Black, which is Justin Gabriel, and Davey Richards one on one. I got to call that. That was a was a heck of a match too. Not to yeah, brag, but, sorry. Is that before he got <laughs> before he got hitched with Angelina Love? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was before they got married and had the baby. <clears throat> She's a uh, baby. She's got an interesting body, that young lady. Not to covet thy neighbor's wife. Well, but, uh, they're not toge- they're not together anymore. But uh, oh, they broke up. They were married. Ain't no more. When did this occur? <laughs> oh, that is uh, Tom's blood pressure just went up a point. This is when this will be a subject we have. We'll have to discuss this off the air. Uh, not something I can really get into on the air, but uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't it's have a like recent any occur- it's a recent anything, it's a recent occurrence. Within the past year, yeah. I mean, it's pretty well known. Yeah, like Davy's in public about it. Okay. Yeah. Davy's actually about I don't re- to leave he's about to leave the wrestling business here soon. Yeah, Smart sure. guy. And just for for the record, she is was divorced two thousand twenty seventeen. So Yeah, like uh he's uh he's getting ready to become a uh some kind of medical, like a big, big time nurse or something. Uh, he's already yeah. in the embassy. Oh, she's Canadian. I didn't know she was from Canada. What about that? Yeah, she couldn't go down there for a while because of visa problems and shit like that. Oh, that's right too. Now that you, see, yeah, now that you say, she's that. Canadian. She's yeah. Canadian. Oh, Canada. Okay, note to self. Every time Nate says anything with a question mark behind it, just say nothing. Not always. Yeah. Or be prepared for sound Now, look, listen here, you two jabronis. You tell me to go out and get sound clips and have them on standby and ready to go and use them when I see fit. So I go out and get all these sound bites, and you two jabrones get on here and like, oh, Nate and the sound There's only one sound bite I want to hear because I... I knew what? where you're setting up. Then he doesn't but, play it. What a dick! But the but the whole oh. key the whole key to both of it is is not setting it up. That's true. Well, we're amateur comedians from, compared to you, Tom. It's, I mean, it's you, got to sneak got a in. Work. It's got to sneak in like an RKO. Hey, out of nowhere. Yeah, you can. You can. I'll work on. Well, this is why this is a test show, so we can kind of yeah, work well, the sound bites in, work them out. Yeah, isn't it's harder, it's harder than you jump? thought it was going to be, isn't it? Nate yeah, Cross, I mean, it's, that's all. Sorry, I was talking. What do you got to actually do? What is, I like without being without being too boring and technical. What do you actually have to do to do that? To do what? Play the sound bites? To, to, to splice them in? Is there like a button beside you or something? Like to play them? I just press play on the sound bite. Well, yeah, how does you, that you've, work? you've got a list and you've got to pull. You got to pull one up, right? They get to pull the file. Yes, have a list. They're all here. They're all here. The file, so, so you do run the danger of hitting the wrong one. Yeah, that's it's not a file. Hold on, I'll show you. I'll uh, I'll send it in our group message. But yeah, like you can, it's just a bunch of sound bites that I I had to splice and edit together and do all that. And there, I posted in the group chat. Are you pushing the keyboard uh, like? No, I just press play. I see. 
All right. So that's once they're over there, that's getting them over there would be is the technical part and actually using yeah, them. Yeah. Once the they're part. there, all you have to do is just press play. It's not hard. Yeah, okay. Well, I can okay. notice that. Oh, it's easy. All right, it's so very. Did we figure? Did we figure out a schedule to use up all these precious hours? I mean, we can use. No, we Nate, haven't Nate, done uh, a real schedule. Nate, Nate's been Nate had phone problems and. We didn't. We didn't get. Yeah, to I tried speak, to call so, him today, uh, and I couldn't. I couldn't call Canada. It's like my phone was like, "No Canada for you today." Fucking no fly zone for you, buddy. Yeah. No phone well, zone. that I had a I had a uh, physics test today, and I had a calculus class. I had to turn into assignments, and then I had a physics lab after that. Without, without getting into it, you you want uh, well getting into it without getting into it. You want uh, the Tom Robinson wrestling hour on your own, two hours spot on your own. Can you talk for two hours, Tom? Who, me? I sound like Beetlejuice. Yes, me? you. Yes, you. Um, I don't know. Or, or is just, an hour enough, or, or do you think you might want more than that? Or well, You can, can talk schedule about for however long you want. Like, you, you can I schedule can talk for about anything for two want. hours. I can talk about you anything. Yeah, I know, but I mean, generally, I mean, I, I, we're, I'm thinking, I, I mean, we're finding on here when it's the three of us, the two hours isn't really even that long. Because if yeah. we got about three minutes, even a little we got bit, three minutes. Got three minutes until yeah, we're off the, the air. Yeah, the time starts to go by fairly faster, a lot faster than a guy thinks. So, but going on your own, two hours might be longer than that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'll say, but yeah, I'll, Tim, I'll, I'll, I can. Since this, since this is going out on the air, I'll, I'll say it so everybody understands it. Like, you know, I, uh, I have. Uh, well, you two know better than anybody else, uh, besides like my ex-girlfriends. I'm a, a bipolar moody prick, like. Uh, and I don't, you know, I've had a past history uh, show me that okay. uh, things I say can uh, fuck up friendships. I so, will not stand by and have anybody say you're moody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but but Percy Pringle was. Think about that one. Anyway. Um, oh, God. <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I could go I I could I could do an hour and don't want to say shit where you guys will roll your eyes and be like this motherfucker is crazy, which I am crazy. Tr, that's the point. Tr, <laughs> tr. It's we already wrestling. know that. I'm not losing and it's wrestling. How, how and crazy business can relationships be? over wrestling. No, not worried about it. I'm glad I'm glad you said that on tape because you know nope. if I go on a Jap rant or something, no, nope, ain't gonna care. Go for it. And you're going we to be just, associated. We will put at the very beginning the following podcast is the uh, opinion of Tom Robinson and not that of anybody else. And we may agree or disagree, but who really cares? Nobody. Say what you got to say. All right. Well, boys, we're well, going to start wrapping you, up. I don't think you'll be too fond of me on occasion when football starts up again and I start calling the Eagles a bunch of motherfuckers. No, I mean we're, they're untouchable now. They're champions, so whatever. Fucking pretend hey guys, to the guys. Throw. We got a minute left, so I'm gonna go ahead and start wrapping up here. <laughs> uh, glad we got to do this again. I hate to cut us off, but uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. Glad we got uh, to do this. Test show in the first one. You guys are always fun to talk. This test show went much better than the last one, as I didn't get kicked off the air, and apparently skyping in is the best way to do this. So I'm gonna start skyping in from now on. Um. I'll talk with you guys maybe in a little while, but until then, 
Go go ahead, TR. Anything you want to add? We got about thirty seconds. Just saying, are you going to put any of these things out link-wise, The first one, the second one, whatever. Cats out of the bag. Not yet, but maybe. Cast. Yeah, later, later on we will. Not, not yet, because I want to make. We got to do the last show at Lapcast first. Okay, yeah, and then we should, and then we should do one over here that is actually a, a more serious attempt at actually sticking to. Yeah, the with format. a format. Yeah, all right. which we haven't well, done at all. So. <laughs> well, TR. Anyway, Canada TR is out of here. Good night, gentlemen. Good night, folks, and we are out with our music. Take us home, boys. <laughs>